cyber criminals are working overtime. Last year in the fourth quarter alone, phishing attacks disguised as COVID testing information increased by 521%. Barracuda has identified 13 types of email threats and how cyber criminals use them to steal money from your company or personal information from your employees and customers. Find out about the 13 email threat types and how Barracuda can provide complete email protection for your teams, your customers, and your reputation. Get your free ebook at securityweekly.com forward slash Barracuda. That's securityweekly.com forward slash Barracuda. Monitoring and maintaining compliance is a never-ending struggle with a high price of failure. Firemont helps customers meet complex and varying compliance requirements. Firemont has fully customizable reporting, analytics, assessments, and dashboards to meet the compliance needs of any organization. With Firemont, compliance reports take a tenth of the time, and real-time continuous compliance eliminates the anxiety and headaches of audit preparation. Improve security outcomes by improving security operations with Firemont. Visit securityweekly.com forward slash Firemont to learn more. It's time to rethink how we approach cybersecurity because the reality is modern cyber attackers are already past your initial defenses. ExtraHop helps your security team find and eradicate advanced threats before real damage is done. Protect your enterprise and customers with better defense. Learn more about how ExtraHop stops advanced threats at securityweekly.com forward slash ExtraHop. That's extra H-O-P. Business Security Weekly. I am your host, Matt Alderman, joined by Jason Albuquerque, Tyler Robinson, and maybe a guest appearance from my cat, Milo. <laughs> Don't miss any of your favorite Security Weekly content. Visit securityweekly.com forward slash subscribe to subscribe to any of our podcast feed and have all episodes downloaded right to your phone. You can also join our mailing list, Discord server, and follow us on social media and our streaming platforms. Do you have a specific guest or topic that you want us to cover on one of the shows? Submit your suggestions for guests by visiting securityweekly.com forward slash guests and completing the form. We review those monthly and we'll reach out once reviewed and approved. Don't send me an email because I'll just point you to the form. Okay. Uh, articles for this week, gentlemen. I, I started with this first article about the metaverse. And I pulled this out. It's It was really targeted for the CIOs, but I'm like, well, if the CIOs have to know about the metaverse, then the CISOs have to know about the meta metaverse. Um, I'm curious, Jason, like, is this a topic that's coming up in your organization? Like, what's our metaverse strategy? Like, what do we have it, to it, do? It's, it's so funny that you say this. It absolutely is. And And we actually did a live event for customers around Microsoft Mesh and the integration to Teams for their metaverse platform. And, and bringing mixed reality to the table and really having those conversations on use cases and how it could be used. And I'll tell you right now, some of the things spinning uh, with, with you know, CIO strategies and, and uh, business leaders is, how do they use that as that next media to engage with their customers? You talk about having you know, physical presence with a store, you talk about having online presence, through e-commerce, and now it's like, how do you engage through this type of metaverse with customers, and how do you how do you drive that to become, you know, a revenue generating opportunity? Do you have a virtual storefront where you can actually start doing business with customers, right? And uh, it's one hundred percent part of conversations right now, no doubt about it. So, are you getting ready to issue your own NFTs? Yeah, <laughs> quite possibly, right? I mean, if you think about it, there's so much technology that gets integrated into this architecture, into this strategy. You're talking about NFT. You're talking about augmented reality, right? You're talking about 
3D re reconstruction or digital twinning, right? A lot of folks are bringing digital twinning into the, into the mix. And you're talking about IoT. That's all connected into, into this you know, potential uh, new way to do business with, with customers. Yeah, it, yeah it's you one know, of, it's, go ahead, Tyler. No, it is one of the the points in which if you are a business, you have to be considering this because it's just like the web. If you didn't get on board on the web, like you missed some prime time to get good uh, domain names, good uh, web presence, have your brand recognized with inside that space. Same thing for today. Like there's a lot of places that have to get some of this, not just uh set up but really understood from a security standpoint and what the company can do with inside the space because you will have technologies that you'll have to be able to interact with you know whether it's just being able to take a blockchain currency for payment uh, or having some sort of web presence where your product is listed otherwise you're going to have a competitor or someone uh selling a fake you, which you don't want as well. So there's security implications to not understanding how this is done and not getting in early so that you can begin to set up and prepare what you have to do within the space. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I mean, the, the reasons why we want to be looking at this now as security professionals and risk management professionals is there are going to be legal issues. There are going to be privacy issues. There are going to be scams and, and, and things of that nature. You know, what's the, what's the next version of uh, a business email compromise in the metaverse, right? What's the next version of that scam, that phishing scam, uh, something of that nature? Like, what are what are the threats we're going to have to deal with? What are the risks of moving toward this type of a platform? We're going to have to think about all that. Yeah, it's it, it's all the things we went through in what the late '80s, early '90s, into the early 2000s as we were navigating the web. Now here we are in this expanded version of all this. Are there any lessons to learn other than don't wait because it's coming? Like for all the cloud naysayers out there, like mm -hmm. it's here, like get on the get on the train or or, or you're going to miss it. I, I mean, are, are we at the same point with, with this whole concept of the metaverse? Well, I think, yeah, I think, you know, let's not have knee-jerk reactions here. Let's build it correctly. Let's sit back and know how, number one, how are you going to use this and who are you going to engage how are you going to engage them and what technologies are you leveraging to snap into this experience? And then, hey, by the way, it's all about the data. What data are you collecting, right? Yeah. What, what information are you going to be storing? How do you protect all that? So know your assets. Know your assets when it comes to data, systems, services, who you're engaging, and then know the risk behind all that. I just heard app user data. I, I, that's all nope. I heard. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then identity, right? And then identity. Know who. Right. Who you're yeah. working with. <laughs> That's the user side. Yep. That's what I said. App user data, the three the three security uh, controls that transcend even into the metaverse, folks. Even into the metaverse, forward thinking. Yes. Yeah, there really, there really is no way around it. There, there is a Web3. There is blockchain. There are all these altcoins. There is a metaverse. Uh, and it is, you know, pretty far along. We're, we're already into this, you know. 10 plus years for, for Bitcoin and, and a lot of these technologies that are being actively developed with very large budgets behind them. So we're past the point of this, mm -hmm. you know, is just a fad. It's just going to pass through like 
there's massive, massive amounts of money and, and infrastructure behind a lot of these, as well as banks and smart contracts backing most of these altcoins. So the financial industry is wholly on board with uh, these altcoins and, and different cryptocurrencies that are, are backing many of their uh, back-end databases. So we're past that point. So you really do have to kind of adapt and move forward and get an understanding of what's important to your company and how you actually adopt and or understand the security implications of what those things do. Agreed. Yes. Uh, ties in a little bit to the second article. Equifax's CISO lays out his big 10 uh, security risks. Um, there's a couple that are interesting in here because uh, it talks about limited coverage. We talk a lot about cybersecurity yes. and the challenges around cyber insurance. So that one is in his 10 list. Uh, he talks about uh, the trust, blind trust and, and losing trust. Uh, he also talks a little bit about quantum, which we really haven't talked about much on this show. I don't know how big of a risk quantum security is or how you guys see quantum security ultimately playing into the security risks. But those were some of the highlights out of his top 10 list. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say from the quantum perspective, it's, you know, what, what he listed as the risk is data is being stolen and collected in droves, he says, right, for that day when they can use quantum to, to decrypt it all, right? So it's, it's preparation for the long ball, I guess, is, is what he's saying in, his, you know, in, his, in his, his risk list here, which I get, you know? I mean, just collect droves of data, and then once you have the technology available, use it. Yeah, I think there's there's quite a di there's quite a few ways to evaluate quantum. One, you have the cryptology side of this, where you have to evaluate, you know, what's the risk um, proposing and or mitigating the crypto cryptography we're using for our product or, or service. Two, how much data is being leaked, and what do we have to do about you know when that data can be gone through and, and leveraged and utilized from a consumer standpoint or a privacy standpoint. And then three, from all of the data being collected at, say, the wire, layer two and three, uh, we really do have to start caring about the politics and the legislation that is a, either protecting that or the technology from supply chain uh, that is backing those things for long-term uh, or long-term ability to maintain that privacy and integrity. Or in his case, the lack of legislation being one of those risks, because he specifically right, spells right. that out as well. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you know, we are lacking in that. But but on the other side, you know, he calls out the director's dilemma, right? Corporate boards yeah. are under scrutiny. There's more and more litigation um, and, and higher level of risk for these boards of directors. So, you know, I think I think that puts them on notice. Yeah. Talking about notice... The new omnibus bill signed into law has a little couple notification triggers in the back end that are a yeah. little interesting. Um, if you are identified in one of the 16 critical infrastructure sectors, you have to notify CISA within 72 hours if you experience a cyber attack and within 24 hours of making a ransomware payment. How many people knew that was in the bill? I know, right? And that's, you know, that's the that's the beauty of these large bills in DC is that they can sneak a bunch of different pieces of legislation into a larger bill. Uh, I, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I, I think folks who are in that critical infrastructure be forewarned in some 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 aspects you don't even think of, right? So water and wastewater systems are in one of those 16 agencies. Yes, Municipalities have their own water districts. Yep. So guess what, public sector? Guess what, municipalities? You got to start thinking about that, right? 
Uh, you have municipal energy companies that are run by the municipality, the city. So be forewarned, you know, you're falling, you're falling into this new legislation. You have municipalities that produce their own power that fall into the yes. energy sector of the 16 yep. critical infrastructure sectors, right? So there's some interesting downstream of impacts for this, I think, at some point. And, and this was an article that was actually written by, um, I, I believe, some of our folks on the uh, SC side as well, that, you know, th this was kind of hidden in a bill like – Mm -hmm. You better know that it's here because now there's these requirements around it. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Absolutely. Agreed. Yep. Um, how to plan for increased security risk resulting from the great resignation. This is more around um, you know, preparing for employees and their departures and offboarding. We covered some offboarding tips uh, a week or two ago. This is kind mm -hmm. of a culmination of, of a couple of those articles all brought together around what happens when employees leave, what are the steps you need to take to protect the organization, et cetera. Yeah. And I think, I think it goes into, um, you know, how can you maybe uh, shore yourself up from that risk too, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, there's a section in here that talks about, you know, nurture the culture of your organization, how to stop maybe mitigate some of that, you know, re resignation that's happening. I mean, it's real, you know, I'm seeing it all the time with customers and, you know, uh, colleagues about, you know, they're, they're, they're shifting jobs, right? And in, in a lot of instances, they're saying, you know what, I, I'd rather take uh, work-life balance seriously these days, and, and I'm going to go to another job that uh, allows me to have a little bit better work-life balance. So it's real. And now we need to make sure that we're offboarding our staff appropriately. But I think the, the bigger strategy is how do we retain that staff and stop it from happening in the first place? Yeah, agreed. And it talks about a lot of different tech. There's technology discussions in here, too. It mm -hmm. says, you know, adopt a zero trust framework. Okay, so I'm presenting on our zero trust research next week in the e-summit. Mm -hmm. Only 35% of the industry really fully understands what a zero trust architecture really, yeah. really is. So you, it's easy say easy, do hard, right? Jason, Got this it. is one of we those things, right? Zero trust is not well understood yet, but everybody says, oh, just, just implement a zero trust architecture. You'll be fine. It's not that easy. No, it's a journey. It is, it's a long-term journey. And in many instances, it's um, doing some of those core functions that we're supposed to be doing anyway and getting those right first. <laughs> right. Right. I'm going to cover long-term journey with a large budget, right? Like there's a, a large amount of capex expenditure and resource-based expenditure and time, continual time to uh, get that done, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No doubt about it. And again, if we're not doing the basics right, we can say we have zero trust, but we're still going to fail because we're not doing the basics right. Right. Yeah. Back to security hygiene. That was last it week's is. segment, right? I mean, come 100%. on. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Exactly right. Uh, this next one, how to be a good boss. I, you know, I love Vanessa Van Edwards. We, we, we had her on a couple of years ago. I should try to get her back on the show. But every once in a while, she produces an article that I'm just like, we got to cover it on the show because it's, it is really about how to improve your communication and leadership skills, right? It's a great resource out there. And this one is about uh, how to be a better boss. And, and there's some steps here that are just like things we could start to implement today as bosses to help our staff be better. 
Um, so I thought yeah. this was a, a great um, initial list. It's probably not the whole thing. We've talked different leadership articles and different techniques over the years, Jason. Um, but yep. I thought this was a, a good place to start. No, it is. Uh, you know, in, in, I don't know, I hate the word boss. I just hate that word. You know, I, I, I wish this said how to be a better leader. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, I, I just, I, you know, I, I just don't feel boss is the right terminology. But at the end of the day, how do you become a better leader? Uh, you know, I think this is a pretty, pretty good list. You know, one of the, one of the things I think is super important is, you know, in the list is knowledge transfer, right? Make sure that you have that level of knowledge transfer within your organization. Um, so that way, you know, you're not falling down when there's a change in staff. Right. This also ties into my last article, which is the five pillars of growth. Uh, Again, this is, this is a leadership article, right? So this talks Mm -hmm. about, you know, some of the, the ways to be a better, uh, leader, uh, in Mm -hmm. a leadership role. Um, and uh, this list is really interesting to me because I think goal set goal setting to me is one of these we we can go into a whole goal setting conversation later but one of the big ones here this first one's time management like th- i think big this time. is the biggest challenge for lead leaders right is, is. time is. management uh, between what you need to do strategic what you need to do tactically what you need to do with your teams how do you manage that time without like just killing yourself right i, I yeah, think this is a big challenge for leaders and it's forcing strategic time onto your calendar, right? Because one of the things I find can be very easy to fall victim of is getting caught up in the daily whirlwind. We're all running a thousand miles an hour. We're all doing a ton. But if you don't focus on your strategic time to be able to move the needle on a lot of those strategic initiatives that you have in your business plans, you're going to get caught in the whirlwind. You're going to get caught in the day to day and you're going to be stuck in the run. You're going to be stuck in keeping the lights on. So you have to force that innovation time. You have to protect that strategic time on your calendar. Otherwise, you just get stuck in a rut and you'll be, you'll be in the run all day long. You'll be keeping the lights on. Yeah, I know what it's like because <laughs> some days that they, that's what you get stuck in, Jason. That's what I mean is yeah. that's the hardest right. part is there's so many things that have to get done in the day-to-day running of a business that you forget mm-hmm. to set that time aside and, and right. work on the next evolution of your products or your portfolio or you know the next initiative that yeah. you're going to go do. Uh, that is really, really uh, a struggle. And it's a core function, I think, that makes all the rest of those items successful, right? Because you can set all the goals in the world, but if you're not actioning them because you're not putting the time toward it, you fail, right? If you're not putting time into prioritizing your tasks, you fail. If you're not taking time for yourself, right, in 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 the stress management portion of this to exercise, to read, to do something that's gonna allow you to decompress, you fail. If you're not taking the time to have that level of introspection and self-awareness and, and really be able to take a step back and look at how you're performing and be candid with yourself, you fail. So that that's, time management sets all these other items up for success. That's like the that's like the the goal setting, right? Like the goals without a plan is really just dreaming. So that's you it. really do kind yeah. of have to step away from those to-do lists, uh, which which is hard for many of us that are very task-oriented, very strategic, as well as um, visionary. 
but you really do have to block out and get the calendar times put into there and and come up with the actual boots on the ground time management of blocking out strategic things for each initiative. So you're not just mm-hmm. working on an ever-evolving, ever-continuing list of things that need to get done. Yeah, right. those tactical items will always be there, right? And if 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 you just if if you just focus on the tactical items, you're never going to be able to grow your organization or grow your team or grow your strategy. You're you're in the day to day, all day, every day, and that's that's not how you can take your organization or yourself or your career to the next level. Yeah. So when we talk about goals, because it's so related to um, the the task prioritization piece, right? Tasks are things you do to to meet the goals. But if the goals don't have a plan, they're not measurable, they're not achievable, then they're not goals. They're tasks, right? And yeah. so you you have to understand that difference because we're going to get we, – we get wrapped around the axle sometimes on our mm-hmm. daily tasks, our task list. Yep. But are those tasks – that you're doing on a day-to-day basis, meeting your specific goals that you're trying to achieve across the business and understanding that relationship and how to manage those it is a balance because if you don't spend the time to build out plans to go meet those goals, they're not going to get done because you're going to get tied up in all the daily tasks and you're going to forget it. about them. You just That's aren't. it. You'll never, you'll never move the needle, right? You'll never move the needle on bringing your business forward. Because, I mean, the best, the best strategies are those goals, goals cascades like you just talked about, right? What are the overall corporate goals that your executive leadership are building for the entirety of the organization? And then as a business unit leader, how are you aligning to those goals at the highest level? Because everything we should be doing as, as departments within an organization should be driving toward the success of those upper-level corporate goals. Mm-hmm. Everything. As long as they get set. That's right. By the executive team, right? That's right, one hundred percent. Otherwise, your goals are are you're never going to have alignment. Um, no. And why even do it? Yeah, right. I mean, at the end of the day, that's that's the key, right? So you know, sitting sitting with the CEO and saying, "All right, what are we looking to achieve?" Sitting with the CFO, what are we looking to achieve over the course of the next year? Um, you know, that's, that can give you some basic ideas on upper level goals. If, if there's nothing formalized in in your organization and they're not, you know, communicating an overall corporate strategy, uh, then start doing some legwork yourself and start interviewing all the different business unit leaders. What are you doing this year to be successful? What are your top, you know, top level goals? You know, talk to the CEO, talk to the CFO, start aligning to those. And being one of those business unit leaders, I know what some of those are, right? It's revenue, it's margin, it's new product development, it's, you know, growth in certain areas, it's scalability of your platforms. Like, these are things that the exec teams want. Then how do you align your goals to meet those, right? What are you going to do to help grow audience, for example, or how are we going to make improvements to a product? What data do we need? What analytics do we need to improve those, right? I mean, those, now you can start to build specific goals around those higher level goals, which are usually revenue and cost and margin based at a high level with with other strategic activities. Now you can align. How much content do I need to produce to hit a revenue target? Like that, that's a goal, right? Because you can align it to revenue. That's right. And, and, you know, just because we're in cybersecurity doesn't mean we don't allow that we don't align to, to the growth plans of the organization. Right. I mean, 
we can be a business enabler. We are a business enabler. So, you know, we start aligning be. to those upper levels. Absolutely, 100% agreed. Because if we're not, we won't be sitting at the big boys table <laughs> having uh, these conversations. Yep. That's right. Exactly right. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Mr. Robinson, thank you for filling in for Mr. Carr again. Thank you for everyone for watching and listening. We'll see you next week on Business Security Weekly.